Hey everyone, this is Stephanie and I am so excited to be talking about this topic today because if you haven't already figured out from my last couple of episodes and my announcement episode, I'm pregnant and this topic is right in line with what I am going through. Today I want to talk about how to really build your birthing team. So if you are pregnant and you're looking to figure out who is going to be those people that are going to support you outside of your spouse and your family, of course, this is the episode for you. I'm excited because I'm also in the process of building my birthing team. So I'm going to share some of the people that are on my team and then talk about some of the people that you might really want to consider to have on your team. So some of the ones that we're going to really discuss today is your medical doctor, like your OBGYN, midwives, if you decide to go the midwife route, and a doula. I'm also going to be talking about how I've added an acupuncturist and along with that, a chiropractor and a massage therapy for my birthing team. So let's go into this topic because again, I am super excited to talk about it. The first one we're going to talk about is your family physician. This is your primary care doctor that you often see when you are dealing with any kind of ailments or, you know, cough, cold, whatever it may be. And it's probably the first person that you're going to reveal that you are pregnant unless you are seeing an OBGYN already for your routine checkups. You would then begin to build the process of building your birth team and researching your options. A general practitioner is an incredible source of knowledge on common resources, referrals, and local health services. It is crucial to develop this relationship with your family physician, your nurse practitioner, or your pediatrician that you have um, that is really going to be the main people that are going to help with your birthing process as you go along. Next, I want to talk about is really, you know, what's the next step is finding that OBGYN. So if you decide to go around that route, OBGYN stands for obstetrician gynecologist or a doctor who specializes in overall women's health. So again, if you haven't already started seeing one of these just for your routine pap smears, I know I was seeing my um, family care physician for quite a while until a couple years ago when I found an OBGYN because I was dealing with some hormonal issues, which I talked about in my previous episodes. Then I switched over to OB to get further testing and everything else. Um, but again, if you're getting it through your, your pap smear and um, your yearly test through your primary care physician, now is the time to find that OBGYN. OBGYN is trained in a wide variety of general health services similar to your primary care doctor, but focuses on the medical care of the female reproductive system. They provide a routine medical and preventative screenings, perform surgery, and assist with labor and delivery. Some have private practices, while others choose to work as part of a larger medical group. The OB that I started with actually has a private practice, which I really, really like about. And I'm not going to lie, I'm in the process of deciding whether or not I'm going to be staying with my OB or finding a midwife, which we'll be talking about in a moment, mainly because I'm trying to figure out if I want to be giving birth at the places in which my OB practices, which I'm not too keen about. I've actually visited both of those hospitals. and I'm not really um, happy about the services there or the environment. So I'm in the process of actually looking for other hospitals. And if I change hospitals, I probably will go with the midwife option. But back to a little bit more about an OB. To become an OB, 
we must, they must complete their bachelor's degree, four years of medical training school, and four years of graduate level education as a resident focusing on the obstetrics and the gynecology. Many choose to continue the education for following three more years to specialize in a specialized field as well. So that might be fertility or anything else like that. The obstetrics part is a um, subdiscipline of internal medicine and is related to the medical care before, during, and after women gives birth. The, this part focuses on maintaining a woman's overall health during this delicate experience, including pregnancy, labor, childbirth, and postnatal care. Gynecology is also a branch of medicine which focuses on women's reproductive health. The main role is to do screenings, diagnose, and treat, and care for the overall health of the vagina, uterus, ovaries, fallopian tube, and breasts. This field serves most for the reproductive care of a woman that will experience throughout her lifetime. However, gynecologists do not work with pregnancy. That's where the OB part of OBGYN comes in. Let's talk about the OB's place on a birth team if you decide to go this route. With OB specialized knowledge, professional capabilities, and ability to prescribe, treat, and assist with the birth, they can be a huge asset to any birthing team. However, some women choose to work with a midwife over a medical doctor, which is something I might be considering in upcoming weeks, depending on where I decide to birth. This depends on many different factors, such as, again, where they are deciding to take um, birth, where medical interventions as part of the plan, and how involved you want your healthcare provider to be in this whole birthing experience. I'm looking at going the natural route, so that is why I'm looking for places that support me and that decision, the place that my doctor trains out, even though he's very on board with me going natural, the actual hospitals are not too keen on natural, it seems that, um, not to call them out or anything like that, but I didn't really get that feel that they are very supportive of a natural birth. They were more into the medical intervention, which I'm not opposed to if it needs to be there. And I wanna have a place that provides that if need be, if something happens, God forbid, but I do want to try my hardest to go more natural. As you could probably tell with my podcast and the personality that I am, I'm very big into natural things. But let's talk about the difference between an MD or a midwife. There are a few things to consider when deciding whether an OBGYN midwife or both will be assisting you throughout your pregnancy and your birth experience. And yes, you can get both. First one is the setting. Choose an OBGYN means that you will be delivering in a hospital setting where they are typically more flexible with midwives care. Midwives may provide assistance in hospital, birth centers, or even home births. The types of care that you might be getting. Midwives tend to offer a more holistic approach and often advocate on an unmedicated natural birth experience. OBGYNs, however, may fit into your plan better if you attend to get an epidural. The risk. OBGYNs are trained to manage high-risk pregnancies and perform surgery, whereas midwives cannot. So if you are at high-risk pregnancy, you definitely want to look more into the OB route. They are more able to use tools to facilitate delivery, such as forceps and vacuums. Midwives, again, are not legally allowed to do so. However, midwives and experts in low-risk pregnancies are trained to provide care with little intervention unless unless otherwise told um, that they need to go to. In contrast, studies have shown that OBs are more likely to intervene even in a low-risk pregnancy situation. When done appropriately, this is not necessarily a bad thing. 
OBGYNs are licensed and highly regulated in the United States. This license and regulations of midwives depends on the type of midwife and the state in which you reside. Your choice can be based on a personal preference and what fits best for your needs. So again, midwives, we're going to talk a little bit more about this and we're going to talk more about the philosophy and the practice of midwives, but you want to make sure that your midwife is certified. There's a difference between a certified midwife and a certified nurse practitioner midwife. A midwife specialized as a CNM or certified nurse midwife is medically trained professional specializing in assisting women with all aspects of pregnancy. This includes prenatal care, delivery, and home health care as needed. According to Scarlett Bennett, DOCPM, Vice President of Midwives Alliance of North America, says that in midwifery model, it's more of a scared um, decision-making, a sacred decision-making model with the provider educating and supporting while the client is the ultimate control over what happens with her and her baby. Compared to OBGYN, midwives often are able to allocate more personal time with the patient, without the pull from other patients, the physical environment and social needs to, with the patient are addressed and the goal of feeling more satisfied throughout the whole birthing experience remains a priority. Midwife model of care is a comprehensive definition composed of representatives of Midwife Alliance of North America, MANA, and North American Registry of Midwives, NARM, and Midwifery Education and Accreditation Council, and citizens of midwifery have to be consistent and relevant explanation of those practices. The midwife model care includes monitoring the physician, psychological, physical, psychological, and social well-being of the mother throughout her childbearing cycle, providing the mother with individualized education, counseling, and prenatal care, continuous hands-on assistance during labor and delivery, and postpartum support, minimizing technological interventions, and identifying and referring women who need actually an OB attention. There are so many different types of midwives, and these include the nurse midwife. These are registered nurses that are also receive a graduate level nurse midwife degree. Their training is a combination of obstetrics, gynecology, and midwifery. They are required to pass an exam administered by the American Midwifery Certification Board. Certified midwives have also completed a graduate level midwifery degree program and has passed the Midwifery Certification Board exam. Professional midwives have met the certification requirements laid out by the North American Registry of Midwives and is qualified to provide the midwife model of care. This type of midwifery is only accredited and requires knowledge and experience in and out of the hospital birth settings. Direct entry midwives can be uh, the other three that I just discussed, and these labels describe midwives that specialize in home and birthing centers specifically, not necessarily the hospitals. And then lay midwiferies do not have any formal education training, but have gone through extensive hands-on training, often in the form of apprenticeship or self-study. Now let's talk about the benefits of having a midwife as part of your birthing plan. There are many reasons why women choose to go this route, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. A lot of them is because there's so many benefits of receiving midwifery care, such as Reduced rates of labor induction and argumentation, reduced use of regional aesthetics, decreased risk in preterm birth, decreased risk in infant mortality rates, decreased risk in eating and having a C-section, 
decrease third and fourth degree um, venereal tear. So that's that tear that's going on when you give birth. Um, increase satisfaction with quality of care. And these are the reasons why I'm looking at that route. Additionally, mothers who have chosen to include midwives and in the birthing team report that reduced maternal costs, long ter- longer prenatal care visits, which means that after that prenatal, um, after your birth, and you just usually have one visit with your doctor, they'll have multiple afterwards, undivided attention, and more freedom in the choices associated with the birthing experience. Well, let's now talk about a doula, which I recently hired, and I'm so excited that I hired this amazing doula named Margaret. She is a Gross Point doula. So if you are looking for doula in the Metro Detroit area, definitely check her out. I'm super excited to have her and Rachel on my team. Um, I picked them because they just vibed with me. I'm very big into herbs. Um, Rachel is very big into essential oils. She's a aromatherapist. And just knowing that they are going to both be on my team and provide that really the extra care that I need and um, take out any worries that I have throughout my pregnancy and especially during birth, it's just a godsend, I must say. Midwives and doulas are both incredible additions to any birthing team. Their roles uh, and training are a little bit different, though. A midwife is trained to provide independent care for all stages of pregnancy and the birthing process that the mother goes through. A doula, however, takes non-medical supporting role as a source of comfort and assistance when needed. Hi, beautiful. I am so excited. I just co-authored my very first book and it has launched. Oh, this has been a blessing. I've been working on this idea for such a long time and it finally came into fruition with the help of this amazing group of ladies that decided to get together and co-author a book series. The very first book that I ever written and co-authored on is called Oh My Health, There Is Hope, where you can be able to hear multiple ladies' inspirational stories on how they were able to heal themselves naturally, giving you some awesome tips and some awesome resources to help you along that way of healing whatever ailment that you might possibly have. And you can really truly relate to our stories. I'm talking about my hormonal health and how I was able to reverse it naturally without the need of medication, which I talk about quite often on this podcast. So go ahead over to Amazon. The link is in the show notes and grab yourself a copy of this book. It's both on digital format and also a hard copy. You do not want to miss out on this. Now on to today's show. If you are like my family, you are probably wondering what exactly is a doula. The Greek translation of doula is a woman who serves, and given their role in such a life-changing event, serving is truly what they do. Doulas are often referred to as labor companions, labor support specialists, or birth assistants. Doulas provide the emotional, physical, and educational support to an expectant, laboring, and postpartum mother along with the family. Although they are trained professionals, they are not medical caregivers, so they do not have the ability to give medication or make any medical decisions. However, having a doula on your team for your birth process can increase your confidence, comfort, and support throughout your pregnancy, labor, birth, and postpartum needs. Once this relationship with your doula is established, the doula will take an active role in helping you create a birth plan. This encompasses you and your partner's fears, concerns, expectations, and preferences throughout your entire pregnancy. 
Your doula is essentially your guide to ask questions, receive resources, and to seek support in regards to experiences of a growing family. Most doulas themselves make themselves available via phone, text, and of course, in their partnership to addressing any concerns and worries as they arrive. I definitely suggest hiring a doula early on in your pregnancy. Doulas prices can range. It, they can range anywhere between, you know, $1,200 up to, up to $2,000 or more. So if you are going to invest in a doula, I highly suggest that you invest in it early on, um, probably within your first or second trimester. I would probably say I started looking at doulas in my first trimester and made a decision early on in my second trimester because of the fact that I wanted someone to be there as a coach for me. I wanted to be able to reach out to them when I've had any questions. And since hiring them, I definitely have reached out to them in regards to what exercises to do for round ligament pain, suggestions on hospitals to visit, suggestions on other resources in the area, such as birthing classes and mom's groups and things like that. So it's really great to be able to reach out to them and ask them any questions, knowing that I'm going to get the answers that I need to have. They're going to send me to the right people. And that in itself is worth it so much. I know a lot of ladies, they'll wait towards the end in which they're just having the doula there for their birth. But I suggest doing it early on so that you have all the questions answered early on throughout your process. They're there for your entire birth. And then they have postpartum doulas. So if you are a working mom or you feel like you need that extra support, whether you're you know, single parent or stay-at-home mom, whatever it may be, you need some extra support around the house, take a look into their services for postpartum because they will actually come out to your house. And some of them will do nighttime visits, take care of your baby as you're trying to get some sleep, which is phenomenal. Hop around the house doing things such as helping clean the house, um, watching the baby, you know, answering any kind of questions you might have about the baby, just as an extra support team. Now, I'm not considering getting them as my postpartum doula because I do have my mother who lives with me. So she will serve as my postpartum doula. But if at any point in time I do need some extra help, I have no problem reaching out to them, such as, you know, if my parents um, or my husband goes out of town, leaves me with the kid, I have no problem calling them up and saying, like, hey, I might need your services for a couple of days. And that's what they are there for. During the delivery, the doula's main goal is to assist in providing a safe and positive birth experience. They are consistent and close proximity to you, often contributing to relaxation and pain relieving techniques. Some of these techniques include breathing techniques, laboring positions, touching techniques, visualization, assisting in creating a calm environment. And then after the birth, many doulas will aid in many of the transitionary work, such as cleanup, physical recovery, breastfeeding process, family bonding, and basic newborn care. Postpartum doulas, again, as I talked about, will work with each family serving their specific needs after the baby is born. This includes adding emotional and physical recovery after birth, breastfeeding support, assistance in newborn care, such as bathing, feeding, and comforting, lighthouse keeping such as meal preparation, maybe running some errands for you, sibling care if you have other young ones that need to be tended to and you are trying to tend to your newborn, baby soothing techniques, referrals to local and trusted resources. These services vary by need. Some work with families only for a few days while others provide continuous support for several weeks. This may even mean that um, from week to week or day to by day, you might need to have them. Nighttime services are also very common and hopes to transition the family into a more 
nighttime parenting a little bit smoother, where if you are breastfeeding, you know, you can get some sleep. The doula will wake you up when the baby needs to be breastfed so that you go back to sleep. This makes it very nice as you transition because trust and believe you will be very tired. It's important to establish your individual needs as a family and make sure that you are matching up to the right doula for you. Let's talk about the credentials that a doula has. While there's currently no formal degree program or university program recognized for the credentials of a doula, there are many trusted certifications that doula can choose from. Um, Some of these are lasting a minimum of 7 to 12 hours of childbirth education, 16 hours of birth doula training, and attaining two to three births. Additionally, those who plan to provide postpartum services usually attend 27 hours of postpartum doula education and assist with at least two women with postpartum support prior to the certification. Doula certification is available through different doula training programs and childbirth educational programs such as ProDoula, which is what my doula and a lot of doulas in the Metro Detroit area are on, Donna International, Birth Arts um, International, and Childbirth International. So you can find all of them online if you are interested in learning a little bit more. My doula program, and I'm probably not going to be stepping in the role of a full doula, um, especially because I have a baby on board, maybe later on, is actually through my Ayurveda practitioner program in which we are learning about the pre- and postnatal doula ship at this present time, which is awesome because I'm learning as I'm also going through my pregnancy, which is very, very helpful. So some of the benefits of having a doula is that they are, those ladies that actually have them are less likely to need pain relief medications. This includes um, the use of Oxycontin decreased by 40% and request for epidural lessened by 60% with the support of a doula. Other studies have shown that having a doula as part of the birthing team decreases the likelihood of unexpected cesareans by up to 28% and the length of the labor by 25%. Throughout these studies, the best results occurred when expecting mothers receive continuous labor support from a doula rather than a staff member at the hospital or someone from their um, personal lives. So this helps a lot. And if you're a father out there or you have a spouse, you're probably wondering, okay, well, why would I have a doula when I have a spouse that's going to be there throughout the process? Or if you're a father out there, like, why would I hire a doula? Now, doulas are not just for the wives. They're for their entire family. They do not take the place of your birthing partner, but instead provide tools and resources to encourage their participation. This definitely strengthens your partner's role and a variety of intimate experience expanding in your family. Doulas will offer strategies to the father or the partner to engage in the birthing process, such as suggestions for comforting techniques and getting them the confidence that they can be able to do them so that you will have a beautiful birth experience. After all, the part your partner knows you and the doula knows birth. So together they contribute to a safe, calm, and pleasurable experience for welcoming your baby into the world. Do you have to choose both between a midwife and a doula? Now, a lot of people will ask that, like, well, do I have to go with a midwife if I have a doula or vice versa? Both midwives and doulas offer a lot of great benefits to expecting mothers. They promote safe and joyful environments and are welcoming to your baby into life. That being said, it's um, appropriate to have both. So many places that I've been going to, a lot of the hospitals in the local area, especially like Providence, ABC, and Southfield, Michigan, Henry Ford, West Bloomfield, which I visited yesterday, 
and then Ghost Point Beaumont, they all had midwives on staff with an OB overseeing them. And they all support doulas. So if I decide to go to one of those locations, I have the option of having an OB, midwives instead of the nurse. So all the nurses are specialized in midwifery. So midwives at the actual hospital, or I can have my monthly or weekly checks with the midwives and then have my doula on site. So I can have technically all three, which is great because you need as much support as possible. Even if you go to a place where you're looking to have a natural birth and something happens, you need to have a C-section, there will be an OB there performing that procedure. There are, of course, many factors to consider when you are looking at what route you want to do. For example, if you plan to have a home birth, it's recommended to at least have a midwife present in case problem rises that they are medically trained. You definitely, I would say, want to have a midwife and not just rely on the doula. However, it's important to make a decision dependent on your specific needs and your birthing ideas on what you want to do. Your last person that you would have on your team is your personal partner. And of course, the best way to ensure a positive birthing experience is have a person that you trust that will meet your physical, emotional, and informational needs. This might be your life partner, your best friend, or a close family member, someone there that is that knows you well. Let's just say that. Taking on the role of a birth partner is not a very easy duty to have. They must be committed to your various needs, a large time commitment, and a standing um, there to be your number one advocate when needed. Warning, extreme emotions of joy, love, and excitement are expected if they are taking on this role. Here's some questions that you might want to ask yourself. You might want to reflect on your priorities of your birthing experience. Have clear expectations and recognize your individual needs helps you immensely with creating your dream team. Ask yourself these questions when you are trying to consider what it is that you want to have. Where do you where would you like to deliver? Do you intend on using medical intervention? Where are your plans for pain management? Is it a vaginal birth your priority? Do you want your caregiver to be there with you during the labor? Do you want or need additional support beyond delivery? And are you considered high risk? These are really great things, but most of all, you want to trust your intuition. Other things you might want to also consider in this process, and these are some other people I have on my birth team and I mentioned earlier on, is that I have a massage therapist that I see on a monthly basis or sometimes more frequently than that to be able to give me those prenatal massages for my own self-care. She knows a lot about the mama points. I also have a chiropractor that addresses me every two weeks and will be there at the hospital if I need any adjustments for to relieve any back pain and also will be there to adjust my baby if need be because sometimes during the birthing process, their back can get a little bit out of whack. So you might want to have that there. Um, and an acupuncturist. And the acupuncturist would definitely help me with the needs if I need to go and induce some labor or again, back pain, things like that. So these are all really great things to have in addition. Now, of course, those last three that I talked about might not go to the hospital. You can request that they do, but you can definitely have your doula, you can have your birthing partner and your midwife or OBGYN, or depending on what hospital you're at, you might have both because the midwives might be the nurses that are on staff that will be seeing you. And then, of course, your OB would be the one that will be going through the delivery process or doing a cesarean. 
Again, know that whatever choice that you decide to make is going to be the best choice for you when it comes to your birthing team and when it comes to your actual birth. Sometimes things don't always go according to plan and being able to roll the punches and know that things can change in a minute is perfectly okay. You're still going to have an amazing experience and you will birth a beautiful baby into the world. I hope you found some of the information here very, very useful. Please do me a favor and send me a message. I want to hear from you. What part of this whole topic did you find to be most useful for you? And also, I want to hear from you. Who are you planning on having on your birthing team? I always like to hear, like, are you having, you know, a doula, a midwife, and an OB along with your partner? Are you opting? to go with the midwife over the OB. I'm still in the process of deciding on whether I'm going to be changing from my OB into midwifery. I haven't made that decision yet, but hopefully soon. Well, I got to make it soon before the baby's born. But hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to make that decision along with making a decision on where I want to birth. I hope you found these this very useful for you. And if so, please do me a favor and share this episode with someone that you've think will really benefit from this, maybe an expecting mom um, or someone who is considering getting pregnant in the upcoming year, and they would like some little bit more information and guidance. I will see you all next week for another episode of Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life. Bye for now.